Hi, I'm Vanessa Corwin, the Prevention Services Coordinator at King County Sexual Assault Resource Center, or KSARC. This is Building Resilience, a podcast with the purpose of equipping people with what they need to end sexual violence. Just as a heads up, there is general mention of child sexual abuse in this episode, but nothing too graphic or detailed. So, I am not a parent. I have a dog whom I certainly spoil and treat as my child, but I honestly have no clue what it's like to be a parent or caregiver for a human being. I do, however, spend a lot of time working with young folks in the classroom, and while I'm definitely not equating that to being responsible for raising and caring for a young person, I do get the occasional glimpse into the life of one. Students share stories with me, examples of their daily lives that they apply to our conversations about boundaries and consent. I've had young folks confide in me both things that they talk about with their parents and things that they wish they could tell their parents. This gives me a lot to consider when working with my colleagues who work to educate a different population, the parents and caregivers of young ones. I think this makes us a great team. Like ultimately, our goals are the same. We want everyone to be able to have strong, loving relationships with those in their lives. We know that this is not only to make us feel happy and good about ourselves, but it also works to both prevent harm and help us heal from harm. This episode is all about a tool called Pride Skills, which is a component of the Parent-Child Interaction Therapy, a treatment that emphasizes parenting skills to encourage positive behaviors and healthy child-caregiver relationships. My colleagues on KSARC's Family Services team will break down the whys and hows of Pride Skills and give us some tangible tools to try right away. While Pride Skills are mostly geared towards caregivers of children aged 2 to 7-ish, I think there's some really important takeaways for communication in general. Hi, I'm Deanne Yamamoto, Deputy Executive Director at KSARC. Hi, I'm Erin Esteban, um, Bilingual Family Services Specialist at KSARC. Hi, I'm Karen Culp, and I'm the Family Service Specialist at KSARC. Hi, I'm Marie Pareda, Family Services Specialist at KSARC. And I'm Vanessa Corwin. I'm the Prevention Services Coordinator at KSARC. We're here to talk about one of our favorite topics in terms of how to support parents um, who in turn will support their children. And we're going to hopefully give you some skills that will benefit you um, in increasing your relationship and your bond with your child. One of the tools that we use at KSARC is called the Pride Skills, and it comes out of a program out of the University of Florida by Sheila Iberg called PCIT. And one of the strengths of this skill set is that it increases the bond in our relationship with our kids. And so it's a very effective and very easy tool to use. We want to introduce a a concept called special playtime that's really, really important. And so I kind of want to set the stage. What is special playtime? Why is it important? And so I think Marie can help us understand this a little bit better. You know, um, and I get, you know, we, special playtime, I get it that we, you know, we all work, we all have busy lives and just finding that little five minute, right, of a day, um, whether it's um, after dinner time or, um, before bedtime of just one-on-one with what, you know, your child, if you have three, so one-on-one with each one of them and finding, you know, finding that time to either play, um, 
an activity of their choice, whether it's playing with little ponies or playing with cars or um, Legos, right? And it's a time for you and your child just to, you know, um, build that relationship, have, um, do an activity where it's just you two alone and you're paying attention to them, right? Um, it helps with their self-esteem. It helps with that you, um, that they're important, you know, and that you're building that bond with them. I think it's really important to say about the five-minute playtime that five minutes is very powerful and it does change. And that's all it takes. So even though you might be overwhelmed and you think, I'm never going to be able to do this, you can do it Mm because it's only five minutes. And the rewards are going to be so much, they're going to be greater than those five minutes. And you'll want to spend even more time with your child. <laughs> but five minutes is so important. It's, it's so powerful, I think. And the toys, you could, you could even have sp- special toys that your child picks out just for those five minutes, as long as they're interactive um, with no rules. Just finding that time um, is just so key. And it's okay um, if it's just twice a week, three times a week, you know, when it's building that, um, um, where it be- starts to become like a routine where it becomes, and you know, the thing about it too, is kids look, start to look forward to it. Um, they start to look forward to that special time. So that's special playtime. And while there's no rules necessarily for the children during special playtime, cause they really are meant to just play. There are some rules for parents. And so we can talk a little bit about that. So one of the things, um, you know, that I think all of us that are parents um, can relate to is that, um, you know, one of the things that really grabs our attention usually is, is anytime our kids are doing something that we don't really like, right? They're running around the house, they're being too loud, they're not eating their food, they're any little thing, even if it's small, a lot of times that grabs our attention and we're, we're really focused on that, you know, cause we're trying to teach our kids, you know, the right things to do. And so it ends up, you know, turning into a lot of criticism sometimes or a lot of commands. Um, and you know, one of the things that, you know, improves relationships, um, is having more, you know, positive interactions. Um, and so, you know, one of the ways that, um, that we can achieve that, right, is through, um, the idea of the, of the pride skills. Um, and, you know, the pride skills, um, is something that, uh, we can use, like if we spend, you know, at least five minutes a day actually sitting down, um, and playing with our child, um, And if we have more than one child, you know, doing that for each of our different children, you know, maybe it seems like a lot at first, um, but five minutes is not that much time. Um, And during those five minutes, um, it's not really about the quantity. It's not really about how long of a time that we're spending. It's really about the quality. Um, And the pride schools is all about the quality of that time um, that we're spending with our children. So we're going to talk a little bit more about you know, kind of what each of those letters in the acronym of PRIDE um, is all about. Um, But first, you know, we have to talk about the, we're going to talk about the do's, what we do want to do um, during this special playtime. And and first, we want to talk a little bit about the don'ts. 
Um, so there's not a lot of different uh, sort of, you know, things to avoid, but there are three really important things to avoid. Um, first of all, it's questions. Uh, so we want to avoid, um, you know, asking questions just during that five minutes. We don't realize it, but, you know, most of what kids hear from their parents, over 80%, actually from all adults, over 80% of what they hear um, is actually in the form of a question, right? We ask our kids, did you brush your teeth? How was school? You know, did you remember to do this or that or the other? Um, and and so during this five minutes of special playtime, um, it's actually really important to just focus on just engaging with our kids. And so we're going to avoid questions during that time. Um, questions also kind of make, you know, like if, if you come home and everybody in your family is kind of just asking you question after question after question, it kind of feels like an interrogation at a certain point. So uh, when we are able to kind of have a period of time where we don't ask questions of our children um, during that special playtime, it, it feels even more special. It feels like we're actually listening instead of just bombarding them with questions. So you said there were three things. What's another thing? There's questions, and what's another one of the don'ts? So another don't is um, don't give commands uh, during this special playtime. We spend a lot of the time during the day telling our kids what to do because that's our job, right? We have to try to make sure that they're uh, following the rules, that they're, you know, accomplishing all the things that they need to do, you know, eating their food and, you know, putting their seatbelt on and, um, you know, practicing safe, you know, choices and all of that. Um, during the special playtime, you know, we want it to be a, a time, you know, that our child actually gets to be in charge of the play, right? And that they get to lead um, and, and have the opportunity to just not be told what to do, right? Um, and so, you know, that increases, you know, kind of that positive interaction um, during that that short, you know, five minute time span, um, of the special play time. And, um, and so, you know, even if that means that, you know, during that special play time, you know, our child is holding up a green, uh, marker and saying, this is purple, you know, um, and, and, you know, we don't agree with that. Okay. That was a example because that's actually an example of criticizing um which is another thing we're not supposed to do um an example of of a command you know would be like oh why don't you play with you know the red car you know pick up the red car you know I want to I want us to play with that one um you know when really like it's just playtime right so our child is the expert in their own play and, and kind of what they like to play with. And so it's it's good at, you know, giving them the opportunity to lead and have that moment um, of making those decisions. Um, the third thing that we want to avoid, like I just mentioned, is criticizing. Um, and, you know, we don't criticize our children because we're bad people. We criticize them because we love them so much and we want them to be safe. We want them to do the right things and, you know, to grow and be healthy. Um, you know, so a lot of times, you know, if we, you know, notice that, you know, they didn't 
do something quite right, you know, we're going to call them out on it. And that's, you know, that has its time and its place. Um, however, you know, we spend a lot of time doing that because kids are kids and they're still learning. And so they make a lot of mistakes and they don't fold the clothes just the way we want them to fold the clothes or that, you know, they don't put their toys away just the way we want them to. Um, so during the special playtime, you know, it's really a time, um, to avoid those criticisms and to help them increase their self-esteem, you know, by just going with, you know, what they're doing and, and really, you know, um, using the other skills that we are going to talk about, the pride skills, um, so that that moment, you know, even if they're holding up that green marker and saying it's purple, this is not a teaching moment. This is not a moment to say, no, no, that's that's not purple, that's green. You know, we have lots of other time during the day to teach them what the colors are, you know. Um, and so, you know, ha- having this five minutes of special playtime is really an opportunity to just let them be the boss of that little playtime um, and and create that really positive interaction. So I think it's important to say that those three don'ts are just during the special playtime because practically speaking, parents have to ask questions. They mm-hmm. have to command at some point. Um, criticizing, we can do a little bit without, but... Keep in mind that that rule is for this special playtime, this five minutes a day with each of your children. So the first letter that we're going to talk about is the letter P. I feel like I'm on Sesame Street. Let's (laughs) hold up the letter P. And it stands for praise. So praise. What do you parent educators have to say about praise? One of the things about the pride skills as an added bonus, is that your children might even change their behavior through this special interaction that you're having with them, the positive interaction. So if you want your children or your child to sit quietly watching Sesame Street and that's what they're doing and you're just telling them how wonderful they are, they're doing such a great job and you like to see that they can... they're they have the ability to sit and watch Sesame Street for 30 minutes and they're doing such a good job of that, then that that will increase that behavior. And they'll keep... So the more praise that you give your child, the more positive behavior you will see and the more enjoyment, which is another one of the pride skills, that you'll see. So Karen, give us an idea of what that would sound like. Let's say you're trying to praise your child for sitting quietly. How would you do that? What would you say? Gosh, I noticed that I've just noticed that you're sit, you've sat there for ten minutes, and you ha- and you're just watching that. I love that you can sit quietly watching the TV. Good job! I'm really proud of you. Beautiful. You know, um, I love the praise one. <laughs> it's my it's my favorite. Um, right. And and I've seen children, when parents have used this pray, the praise skill, their little faces just light up, and they do want they want to hear it again, so they'll mm-hmm. do that behavior again. And it, I mean, I've even seen it with my own child when he was younger, and I still see it now, even though he's twelve. I still see it. Um, you can just see them, the face just light up, as I've said before. 
Um, and I think they feel good about themselves because they're doing something right. And it's out there, you know, all children want approval from their parents. Right. And right. Then, and I think that's what they're getting when they hear that praise. They're getting approval from their parents and it's making them feel good about themselves. And therefore that internalize, hopefully it will, they'll internalize that feeling and feel that they're worth it and they're worthy people. Little people, they're worthy. And it's just even the simple praise of, I like the way you were, I like the way you took off your shoes before you entered the house. Right. Or I like the way you're playing with that car so nicely, doing labeled praises, right? Um, the behavior that, because they, they do, they want their our approval. So they're, oh, I like the way you play with your sister so nicely and so quietly. You really love your sister. Um, and they will. I mean, that's what they want is, and their ears, you know, you talk about your son um, and their eyes light up, their ears perk up, and they know that you're paying attention to them. And when they do that, I mean, that's the behavior that, okay, this is what mommy and daddy wants or, right. Murray, you said something really important that we neglected to talk about. You called it a labeled praise. What do you mean when you talk about a labeled praise? So a labeled praise is like you're, and it's going to go back. It's like you're describing what you like, that specific behavior, right? Instead of just saying, good job, um, good job on finishing your homework tonight before dinner. And now you get to watch TV, right? Um, great job for hanging your coat. Or I like the way you hang your coat. Or I, um, I like the way you got ready this morning. And so it's labeling that praise, labeling that be specific behavior, um, that you want to, to them to do. And praise is something that I have to say goes right along with um, the idea of, of ignoring um, unwanted behaviors. Um, because if we praise the behaviors that are positive, that we want to see more of, um, then at the same time, you know, we can be simultaneously um, ignoring those unwanted behaviors, as long as they're not, you know, dangerous behaviors or, or putting our child in, in at a safety risk. Um, you know, an example is like, you know, say you're trying to eat dinner and your child keeps, you know, kind of like um, getting out of their chair and kind of, you know, running around the table or something. And, and typically we might say, hey, get back in your chair. You know, we're eating dinner. You need to stay sitting down, right, while we're eating. Um, you know, but the idea of, of praise, you know, is also going back to the idea of, um, and of all the pride skills, I guess I would just say praise is something we can do all day long. That's not something that we have to only do during special um, playtime. It's something that we can do constantly. Um, you know, and so if we're trying to get our child to learn to stay seated at the table while we're eating dinner, then every time we see them actually sit in their chair, even if it's for two seconds, quickly praise them for sitting in their chair. You know, hey, good job sitting in your chair while we're eating dinner. You know, I'm so proud of you for sitting in your chair. Um, you know, whatever it is, you know, reminding them that, you know, when we when they finish eating dinner, then, you know, they get to have their after dinner treat or, you know, whatever it is. That is so, so I'm glad you brought that up. It's so that immediate praise is so important, right? Catch them when they're doing it. Um, 
um, versus, you know, a minute later, you know, but it's never too late to praise. Don't get me wrong. But that immediate, um, immediate reaction. And um, I like the Erin, I like the way you said it of as soon as they sit down, even if it's for two seconds, or, you know, as soon as you catch them doing that behavior that you want them to do, praise them for that. And I think that's really important as well. Because some children, some parents can view their children just doing naughty things all the time. But children don't do naughty things all the time. So those two seconds are so important to that little child. If you can say, well done, good job for sitting in the chair for a minute or whatever it is. You know, two seconds. You have to just grab it as soon as you see it. Because that two seconds will turn into five seconds and 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. And pretty soon they will be at mealtime the entire time sitting in their chair because they'll see the benefit of that as well. And they'll enjoy that time with their family as well. And and then ignoring, you know, Erin, you talked about ignoring them running around the table, right? It's not if it's not dangerous. But when they are running around the table and you're giving them that you talk about negative attention, right? Oh, and their eyes will perk up. Mom's paying attention to me or dad's. This is the behavior. Oh, I'm going to keep running around because they're paying attention to me. Um, so I think it's, I'm glad that you brought that up, Erin, about ignoring that. Yeah. And it's hard to ignore mm -hmm. because, you know, they're doing something that we don't want them to be doing. But when we can really focus on the idea that as soon as we see something positive that we can praise that, then that kind of helps us stay in the ignore um, because we can be, you know, telling ourselves, doing that self-talk saying, okay, as soon as they sit down or as soon as they do something that I could praise, um, you know, then I can, then I can do that. And in the meantime, you can ignore. Um, and, and that's something that, you know, it's more difficult in the beginning, but kids are fast learners and they will learn really quickly that if they don't get any attention for their misbehavior and they get lots of attention every time, you know, they're behaving, uh, they're going to be behaving more because they want that attention. Um, you know, it's a lot of times I think, uh, like when I first became a mom years ago, um, you know, it's like you hear that, that idea of, you know, oh, if your child is quietly playing you know with their toys leave them be don't say anything don't you know don't go near them um you know right at that moment because you'll interrupt you know that that peaceful moment right that they're just quietly playing with their toys and not being so disruptive right at this two three year old or whatever um and the reality is if we want them you know to to gently and quietly play with their toys, then we should be praising them in that moment, right? We shouldn't be thinking of it as ignore them when they're doing the right thing. And then as soon as they're, you know, running around and you're throwing their toys around everywhere, then tell them to go sit down, you know? Uh, so really we want to change that thought and, and focus on, on really finding those moments that, that we want um, them to be called out on those positive moments to call them out on. I think what you're hearing is that parenting is strategic. It's not passive. And so we want to give you tools and strategies on how to do parenting that really does shape positive behavior in kids and just builds them up. That's what we're trying right. to do, right? So I think people have an idea of what praise is. Let's talk about reflect. 
can someone talk about what reflect is in the pride skills? So reflect, you know, when we're having that, those five minutes of special playtime, um, you know, or even just if we're having a conversation with our child, reflect is the idea that we can kind of, in a sense, parrot back what they're saying to us. Um, but it doesn't have to be exactly what they're, they're saying. It's kind of like a little bit of a, um, a little twist on what they're saying. So if they say, oh, look, I drew a unicorn, you know, oh, I see that you drew a unicorn, you know, it's, it's somehow, um, letting them know on the one hand that we heard what they said, right. And a lot of times we might really be listening to our kids, but we kind of just say, "Uh "Mm oh, mm -hmm, okay. mm -hmm." You know, and our kids kind of learn that that might, mean that we're not really listening. Maybe that means that we're focused on something else and kind of pretending that we're listening, you know. Um, but when we when we actually respond um, and say part of what they said back, you know, um, it reinforces the idea that we actually are listening. Um, it also allows us to kind of, um, you know, reinforce language skills, you know, if they're, if they're trying to say something and maybe they say it with a little bit incorrect grammar, you know, um, you know, look, I bring you a, you know, a star that I made at school at daycare. Um, you know, then we can say, Oh, thank you. You brought me a star that you made at daycare. And and we're kind of incognito, like, you know, correcting mm-hmm. their grammar, but really we're just reflecting back what they said, um, using correct language. Um, so it actually improves, you know, their speech abilities and their verbal communication, um, and is a great way for them to feel like you're really engaged in the play with them when, uh, when you are in doing that special playtime. And the thing about reflection in all of these skills you build, you can, you know, they don't have to stand alone because you could say, you did a great, oh, you did, you did draw a, a unicorn. I see that you drew a unicorn and I love it. That's a great unicorn. So you're doing with the praise and the reflection at the same time. And again, that makes them feel worthy because yeah, you're listening to them, you're hearing them. They feel important. I'm important because my mom likes what I'm saying to her because she can hear me and she's, yeah, really engaging with me. And that's so important to young people, to everybody, actually. I also think that I use this in the classroom, like speaking not as a parent. Um, I, if, you know, I really encourage student participation when we're talking about, you know, prevention topics. So, you know, if they say something out loud to contribute to the conversation, I will kind of paraphrase what they're saying or like, oh, yeah, I'm hearing this. And that's a really good point because just so that they know that I am paying attention. Um, I think I picked up on that when I was a student and how dismissive it could be if your teacher's like, mm-hmm, yeah, and that's it. Or, you know, not really acknowledging your contribution and like processing it. Um, it makes them I feel it imp- there. It makes them feel so important, right? Mm-hmm. When you actually acknowledge, um, I'm just thinking about, you know, um, when you're able to reflect back um, to what the kids are doing, it just makes them feel not only that you're paying attention, but that they are important. And, you know, maybe as a sneak 
preview, a sneak peek um, to to other podcasts that we'll do. Um, you know, some of these skills are skills that really will build on each other over time. And, you know, you might be using these skills with your real young kids, um, but as they, you know, grow and get into their kind of tween, preteen, teen years, um, these are skills that, you know, kind of will morph into other kinds of skills that are that are really helpful um, for maintaining that positive relationship and positive communication with your kids. You make a good point, Erin. I really never did specify on what age we tend to use pride skills with, but it is, you know, up until the tweeny age, so maybe eight, nine years old. And you can kind of see that um, you might get eye rolls as, as the kids get older, but it's really effective with those younger kiddos. And so we'll have, in Erin's words, the sneak preview, something for the older kids as well. But keep in mind sort of those younger ones as you're listening to the pride skills. So the next one is imitate. Talk about imitate. So during um, special playtime, you know, you'll be playing with your child, you know, and and the best kinds of toys, um, you know, to to use during that time are toys that are creative, um, that don't have a lot of specific rules. So not really board games, you know, maybe you know, kind of like blocks or Legos or dolls or cars, you know, things that can kind of use imagination. Um, And during that time, you know, we really want the child to be able to be leading the play. And and so in in order for the child to lead the play, one of the things that we can do to, um, you know, essentially to encourage them to lead the play is, is to imitate what they're doing, you know, not in a, in a funny way, not in a making fun of way, but you know, if, if they have a little doll and they're saying, oh, it's, it's the dolly's bedtime. I'm going to put the dolly to bed, you know, and we can say, oh yeah, that's a good idea. I think it is their bedtime. You know, I'm going to put mine to bed too, you know, and it's really reinforcing, um, the appropriate play that they're doing and, you know, teaching them about, you know, kind of interacting with others, especially if you have an only child, you know, um, or, you know, you have a child who doesn't have the opportunity to play with other kids a lot. Um, it's, it's a great opportunity for practicing things like taking turns, um, and, and, and it really, um, you know, it it can even increase, you know, the, your child's tendency to want to imitate what you do as well. So it kind of goes both ways. And, you know, I think it also helps with when you imitate, when we play with our child and follow what they're doing, we're letting them take that lead too, right? Well, so if we're we're talking about little kids here, right? And we, probably most of us don't really remember what it was like to mm-hmm. be a three to seven year old. Um, but in a three to seven year old's world, their parents are their whole world, right? Like, like they look up to you. They want to be like you. They pretend to like go to work. They pretend, you know, to to cook and you know to do everything that we do. Um, and so. When, when we're then sitting next to them playing and we're imitating what they're doing, you know, that feels really special. Like, wow, what I'm doing is right. so great that my mom or my dad, you know, or whoever it is, um, is, is doing it. You know, it's kind of like if one of us has, you know, somebody that we look up to, an idol, you know, a favorite movie star or somebody that imagine if they sat down, you know, and 
were like, wow, you know, what you said the other day, that was such a great idea. Like, I think that, you know, your idea was so impressive and I want to do that too. Or I really like your outfit and I want to wear something like that too. I mean, that would just feel so amazing, right? If, if it's somebody that we really look up to that's saying that they liked our idea or, or, or our outfit or something that we chose. Um, so it's kind of the same idea, you know, we're, we're kind of giving them a compliment um, you know, by, by imitating them and, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and encouraging them, letting them know, Hey, it's okay. You're doing the right thing. You know, um, if we're, if we're able to imitate their behaviors, then it means that, you know, we're able to, um, that that's something that's okay to do. We're kind of like sanctioning, you know, that activity. Isn't that where that saying imitation is the best form of flattery comes from too? Right. It serves this purpose here. Definitely. I just remember when um, practicing, tra- when I was doing my training, um, practicing imitation and um, doing it with a little kid who I did not know. <laughs> and I was doing my practicing on these pride skills. And he was drawing a, it was, we were drawing, and it was a, a tree, I think. And I was thinking, oh, I want to draw a tree like that. And I started drawing the tree like his. his. And he was saying, do you really like my, my tree? And I'm saying, I love it. It's oh. great. And thank you for sharing this idea of how to draw a tree. <laughs> and again, it's just that. It makes that them enjoyment. feel good. Mm-hmm. It just makes them feel good. Absolutely. It does. And I think some kids will then, if they think you're doing it wrong, they'll say, no, mommy, let me show you. And that yeah. makes them feel really good <laughs> to be able to help you draw your tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, it's, it's, it's filling up their, you know, their feel good, right? That they feel good about themselves. And it's giving them confidence when, oh, mommy likes the way I play with this Play-Doh or she likes how I'm, you know, um, I, sh- I know my shapes and I'm making a star. I'm making a, you know, with my Play-Doh or coloring my, or drawing it. And so it just makes them feel good about and gives them confidence that they can do things as well. So the next letter in pride that we're going to focus on is the D, describe. Let's talk about description. The thing with describing is describing what they're doing, right? So, and when we describe what they're doing is, oh, you are, you're drawing a star, you're drawing a circle, right? You're letting them know that you're paying attention to what they're doing and that, um, and, uh, you know, adding that, um, you know, adding also a label praise. I like the way you colored that star. Um, and, um, Oh, you know, when you also describing, you're describing their actual play. Oh, you put the star, um, that yellow block on top of that blue block, right? And so, again, it's showing them that you are paying attention um, to what they're doing. And, you know, one of the things that I guess is true for all of us adults um, is that we kind of have an inner dialogue going on with ourselves all the time, right? We're kind of talking to ourselves in our minds saying, oh, yeah, first I'm going to do this. And then I'm after that, I think I'm going to do that thing. And, you know, we're, we're kind of um, narrating our own 
story, um, you know, from the moment we wake up in the morning. Um, but for little kids, they haven't quite developed that skill yet. Um, and so, you know, by us kind of narrating um, their play, uh, we're helping them to actually organize their thoughts um, and, and helping them develop that skill, you know, to kind of have that internal um, narration eventually. Um, and it also teaches them, you know, kind of, um, you know, language and, you know, concepts about what they're doing because um, we're, we're putting words to it um, and describing it. And, and it also holds their attention, right? So for kids that are kind of, you know, really distracted and all over the place um, by describing what they're doing, you know, all of their appropriate behavior, um, it actually helps them, um, you know, stay focused because it holds their attention. And it also shows them that you approve of how they're playing too, right? So if you're um, label, if you're describing what they're doing, it's another form of approving of that you that you like them playing quietly and that you like them drawing that circle or that star, right? Or playing with that Play-Doh. Yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking it is like an approval. And I think, it, it, again, it goes back, it's all building on itself that when you're describing, oh, you're playing with, you're putting the blue block on the red block. I love how you're putting the blue block on the red block. Again, yeah, you know, you're noticing them, they feel good, they feel, oh my goodness, my mom and dad are looking at me, <laughs> or, or I'm important, what I'm doing is so important, and again, that just builds that self-esteem and self-worth, and, and when a parent who's maybe struggling with a kid who is all over the place, and they start using these skills, and they see their child feeling good, because of what mum and dad's doing, then that makes mum and dad feel good about the child and that makes them feel good about their own parenting as well. I think pride skills are really good at helping parents feel, yeah, I've got this, I can do this, because they get immediate results when they use these skills appropriately to, for their children five minutes a day or whenever they can feel mindful and remember, oh, they sat there for five minutes. Good job. I love how you sat there for five minutes. Um, and their little faces light up, and that makes mum and dad feel really good. So, And then they feel confident in their skills too. So the next letter we want to talk about is the E, enthusiasm and enjoy. So this one, maybe it seems kind of obvious, but at the same time, it's not always easy to accomplish because, you know, by the time, um, you know, our day has ended and maybe we have that five minutes that we can sit down um, and have some special playtime with our child, um, we might be really tired. We might be exhausted. We might be worried about, you know, stuff going on with work or the world or, you know, just whatever that day has brought us. Um, and you know, and so, but if we're bringing those kind of low, heavy emotions into that special playtime, our child's going to notice and they're going to think that it's because of them, right? They're going to think um, that we're not really into playing with them, that we're not really enjoying that time, or that, you know, maybe we don't 
really want to be playing with them at that moment. Um, and so as, as much as we can, you know, um, just overcoming whatever else might be going on for us at that particular moment and having as much enjoyment in that moment as possible, you know, enthusiasm. This is a good time for mindfulness and just, you know, setting out the rest of the day's worries and everything to the side so we can just really be 100% in that moment with our child. Um, And, you know, and it's a great opportunity to model positive emotions, you know, just to say, wow, I just really love playing with you, you know, or this is so fun. You know, I, I just love this, you know, whatever it is. Um, it makes that interaction, um, so positive and so rewarding for our child. Yeah. I think it's really important that we just enjoy our children when we're playing with them for that five minutes. I mean, regardless of anything else that just enjoy their child just enjoy being with them and being so authentic in that in those five minutes. And your child will feel that as well. No, that, that's where the bond comes in, I think. Um, that strong attachment, that pride skills, actually, they invoke that. <laughs> they make these things happen. Um, because you just love your child and even if you don't love them well you always love them but even if you're not enjoying them 10 minutes later those five minutes are so important and you've had an opportunity just to just to remember that five minutes that enjoyment and they'll remember that enjoyment too and then you can build from there you know they say that um and it's that enthusiasm, right? That you may be saying one thing, but then your tone or your means a different thing. And I'm going back to Aaron to what you're saying is like, you just fold, you know, you just finished a fold eight hours of work or whatever it is, right? And you're so tired, but kids could sense and they could sense our tone. They could sense when something is on our mind. Um, and, um, you know, it's just that, wow, you know, just that inflection of our voices, right? Where and smile, because sometimes, you know, you know, even if you have to, I hate to say this, fake a smile, but when we do fake a smile, our tone and our inflection, it shows some sort of enthusiasm, right? Um, And then it just becomes starts to become natural when you see how you, you know, your children look, their eyes light up. And when you're so excited, about playing with them, they get excited too, and it just becomes natural, mm-hmm. right? I think so much of it is nonverbal too, right? That that enthusiasm and enjoyment is nonverbal as well. They can kind of tell if you're uh, loving this or not. And that idea of faking it at first is really important because it's not wrong to put on a smile even you you don't feel like it's a smiley kind of day you know but if it's to help your child you know enjoy these five minutes it's gonna end up being the case that you feel more enjoyment you know after the first minute or so because by even just smiling and you know having you know saying really positive things in that moment um it's it's gonna help you kind of center yourself and 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 start to be in that moment rather than in everything else you know the chaos of realizing that you still need to start dinner and it hasn't gotten started yet and whatever it might be um you know by by just you know trying to enjoy that moment you're um 
you're actually changing, you know, kind of your own perspective right. as well. And the reward is, again, just seeing that your child, seeing your child, I mean, I keep thinking their eyes light up and just how engaged they are with the, those little five minutes that you have. It's just amazing. And it's what your child is giving you as well. Mm-hmm. I like that. But it's not you just giving the child something. The child's giving you joy. Here are three tangible takeaways to help you try out pride skills with your kiddo. Takeaway number one, set aside five minutes for special playtime every day with every child. The time, right? We do things when we schedule it. So don't make it a priority that it ends up in your Outlook calendar, that it ends up on your phone and that there's an alarm about it because that will be um, a good reminder for you and for your kids that special playtime is an important time. So find time every day, every child Five minutes is really all it takes. I sound like a salesman, but I believe in it so much that I want to sell it, right? So find that special time every single day. And you might need to work up to the everyday thing. You know, that's how we are, building new habits, um, creating a different muscle memory. And so, you know, in the beginning, maybe you know that you can only set aside two days a week and then build from there. But it really is important to get to that. Um, five minutes every day. And maybe just for a certain period of time, maybe you decide to um, devote a couple months to this and that you're going to be dedicated in doing it. And then I really do think it'll become a habit of your every day. Takeaway number two, to avoid overwhelming yourself, practice one pride skill at a time. Pride is five skills. But to make it more manageable, start with just the praise and practice that and then build in other things as you go. You want to make it manageable. Otherwise, I feel like we just give up. Oh, I can't do this. This is too hard. So start with just one skill at a time if you feel like that's going to be more manageable. We have examples of what people have done with um, that practice one thing at a time. So if you're going to do Um, a practice of praise, and you decide ahead of time, I want to praise my child at least 10 times during these five minutes. Um, Some people have reminders of what that 10 times is. They'll, They'll hold coins in their pocket, 10 coins in their pocket, and they give a praise and they move the They move that coin from their left pocket to the right pocket, and it just helps them track how many times they've done it. You can count on your fingers. You can put hash marks. You can do a lot of things, but keep a reminder in your mind that you want to do a certain number of that skill in that five minutes. And takeaway number three, plan and practice some go-to phrases ahead of time and make it your own. We are learning new language in this pride skills. If we're not accustomed to giving labeled and specific praises, we might need to practice it so we don't trip all over our tongues and so that it sounds natural. So it's not wrong to think of it ahead of time. Make a list of the praises you want to give to your child during that time and practice it. Say it out loud. Make it sound like you. I know that the first time I was doing it, I was trying to sound just like the person who was training me. And it just sounded fake. It, it, it wasn't even words I would use. It wasn't a tone I would use. And so I would just practice it and practice it until it sounded like mine. And then you do create your own new language, which comes very, very naturally. 
Building Resilience is a project of King County Sexual Assault Resource Center, or KSARC, which is located in Renton, Washington. KSARC works to provide direct services to all victims and survivors of sexual assault in King County, Washington. Visit our website at kcsarc.org and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at kcsarc. Or send us an email at education at kcsarc.org. If you've experienced sexual assault or abuse, know that you are not alone. There are lots of resources to support you in your healing process. Programs similar to KSARC exist around the country. Visit the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, or RAIN, at rainn.org to find a community sexual assault program near you. Thank you to Marie Peretta, Karen Cope, Aaron Esteban, and Deanne Yamamoto for content in this episode. Dante Ariaga and Ashley Vesey for tech support, and a special thanks to our super producer, Logan Vesey, on editing, consulting, and mastering the audio, and for the immense support in making this project possible.